Praise God. Well, are you happy? Praise the Lord. I'll ask you one more time. Are you happy tonight? Happy is the people whose God is the... Amen. Aren't you glad to be in the God bunch tonight? Praise the Lord. Lots going on in the earth. Hallelujah. Lots going on in America. Praise the Lord. But praise the Lord. We've been being taught well in this church. Hallelujah. I tell you, if we weren't getting this type of word and hearing all the stuff that's going on, I don't know what we would be thinking tonight. Praise the Lord. But they're not coming to take us away. Ho, ho, he, he. Can I have a big amen? Praise the Lord. Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Do you believe that tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So some people contacted me after yesterday's debacle of events. And, uh, you know, and my, my answer is the same to everybody, is stay on the wall. <laughs> I, just, I just say is what the enemy's trying to do to everybody is, is try to get them into the emotional realm. And we're very fortunate. We're very blessed. We're very blessed people that understand that, that we are more than just an emotional being. You know, being moved by everything that goes on and being blown by everything that, that everybody wants to say, we're, we're fixed. <laughs> I'll say that one more time. We are fixed. Anybody believe you're fixed tonight? You're stable. Thank God you're not relying on the news, right? My Lord, I mean, that would just be, could you imagine not knowing what you know? That's what I give God praise for. Even when I heard all of that last night, somebody had texted me, precious person in our lives, and, uh, and I was like, how did you know this? And they said, it's all over the news. <laughs> well, I'm like, praise the Lord. So I flicked, you know, on my phone for a minute or two, and there it was. And, but, you know, here's, here's the, can I speak to you tonight? <sighs> That's all you know about. Yeah. <laughs> And if that, if that rattled you, you don't want to know the rest. How many people can handle what I just said? I mean, if that rattled you, 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 you have to understand right now, you're not in a position to know really what's going on. <laughs> so, so, so look at your neighbor and say, I guess we have a ways to go. Praise the Lord. I mean... Amen. This is not a day to get emotional. This is not a day to get sentimental. Don't be getting sentimental about America. God is bigger. I say God is bigger. God is bigger to take care of the whole thing. Amen. And he's doing that in grand style. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm telling you, I have, I have such a joy in my belly. I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to expose. <laughs> you remember that little dream I had? Listen, look at your neighbor and say, we're keeping our clothes on in this day and hour. I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to expose people, trying to bear all things. No, no. He's not coming to your house to take your clothes off. I know some of you are like, I don't understand a word that man says. Just stick around. Hallelujah. One of these days you will think he actually maybe has a point to the things that he says. If you think that that was bad last night, you have no idea truly of what is going on behind the scenes. Not only in America, but an agenda <laughs> that is pushing forward at a, at a tremendous rapid pace is... is, is but you know what else is coming at a rapid pace? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> can we have the lights up just a little bit so people can read their Bibles? Somebody said to me on Sunday, Pastor, if we could just have the lights up a little bit so I don't sleep. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I thought that was cute, but anyway, I'm I'm responding to it. So, and uh, so go with me to John 14, please. And uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing, if that's okay, because I believe I'm on assignment from the Lord to keep us strong and give us a narrative that is the truth. 
<laughs> Amen. I'll switch over microphones here. Thank you for coming tonight. It's much more fun to have people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, I was looking at this. So you go to John, yeah, John 14, 1, and I want to read to you 17 and 18 from the Amplified. So verse 17 and 18 is brilliant because it says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So let's just stop there. So there's no point. Now, if, if I got a little antsy tonight, please don't think it's about you. It, it's not. I, I'm coming at those devils. Just, just, pull up, just pull up our big boy pants and and batten down the hatches and know that God's on our side and so is pastor. Yes. <laughs> but you have to take it for what it says, right? Let's just break it down. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. So all of our thinking is why can they not see it? What'd you say, Dr. Harvey? They're close. They can't. So you're bathed in the beauty of understanding with your eyes open. And we wonder why others can't see it because they can't. They don't have the capacity. So don't waste your time trying to convince people. Pray for them. That their eyes will be open. That is far greater than you trying to debate. Save your breath. They don't want to hear it. So the spirit of truth has come to us. Amen. He leads and guides us into all truth. He comforts us all the while. He counsels us all the while. Befriends us, holds us, all the while. So it's what we give our eyes to, our ears to, and what we choose to respond with via words is what produces our reality. Regardless of what God has said and the spirit of truth that has been sent to us. We can also close ourselves off to the spirit of truth <laughs> by giving ourselves, our eyes, our ears, our time to the world's narrative. You can take it right back to Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more subtle. This is an age old. You know what I've been confessing and what I've been declaring is that the same Christ that faced down demons 2,000 years ago is the same Christ that actually lives in the inside of me. And if he could face the demons down 2,000 years ago, then he can face them down right now in the inside of me. It's my choice to let him inside me rule and reign, to dictate, to lead, to guide, to shield. <laughs> mine, mine is the yielding. That's the truth. So what am I going to yield my eye to? What am I going to yield my ear to? What am I going to yield my mouth to? Because when you see it and you hear it, the next thing you want to do is react to it. How many people would, would agree the person beside you has had a lot to say over the years? <laughs> and we thank God that everything that we did say did not come to pass. <laughs> uh. So the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, I love this in the Amplified, it says, welcome, take it, or take to its heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him. Who's that? Us. Say, that's me. For he lives with you constantly, and will be in you. 
So there's no getting away from this. He is with me constantly. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth lives in the inside of me. And the spirit of Christ that face down those devils, just, just indulge me for a moment because this is what I've been on. The spirit, the krokamasara definikanaya, the same Christ that faced down the devil 2,000 years ago, took back the keys. And I know it's a preach, but it is our reality. He is still saying, I can take him down. I can take him down. Give me your mouth. Give me your voice. Give me your energy. Give me your ability. Give me your availability. Do not react to what is going on. Listen, if you knew what was really going on, you might become quite fearful. It's the grace of God that you don't. Don't don't constantly look for information. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be a... What does that mean? That when we need power, we have it. When we need a means of escape, we know where it is. When we need to make a quick exit, we know the door to use. It's not talking about being ashamed and somebody asking you a scripture and you don't know it. It's much more than that. Religion makes it all about that. But it's truly about... Being who you're supposed to be. And when God calls on you, you're ready with the goods to display. <laughs> it's the truth. It's absolute truth. So the spirit of truth, which the world cannot receive, is the spirit of truth that we have received. And he lives within us constantly. And I love this. And it goes on to say, I will not leave you as orphans. I, I, I love this. I am a child of God. There is nothing that this world can do to me. I am a child of God, and I have a promise, and I have a covenant that God will never leave me. I will not leave you as orphans. In other words, the spirit of truth will abide in you and reveal to you whatever it is that you need to know when you need to know it. He said in the Amplified, I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, Right? Why? Because he is the spirit of comfort. So I receive comfort right now. Momentarily last night I thought, oh my God, what is this? Is this the start of something? Is, is this the start of something else? Like knock on, knock on domino? But two minutes into it, I was like, no. I know who I, I believe. And I know that he's able. <laughs> now, now, please don't hear me tonight like, you know, he, he takes, he, he's just like, you know, he's taking away all the fun. You know, I, I just want to get in the middle of this whole thing and, you know, just, you know, just want to just prove and, and all that. No, I, have as much fun as you want. But just ensure that you're being led by the Spirit. That you are working from a place of faith. And that you're not being driven for revenge, avenge, vindication. Those are all things that belong to the Lord. <laughs> I said some, something to somebody recently. I said, you must be very cautious. You know, because it's, it's not your job, you know, to, to get even. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Now you walk away from it and leave this to the Lord. Yes. How many people believe that's good advice? It's, it's, it's the best advice. You leave it to the Lord. But I'm hurt. Leave it to the Lord. The Lord, the Lord is just the master at sorting things. You know, when I, when I feel, this is personal now, uh, a little vulnerable, but when I feel like I, I really want to give somebody... some of my 54 years of 
whatever. And I think they well and truly need it because the way they've come at me, I see Jesus standing there before Pilate in all accusation. And yet he had to say nothing. Because he could trust the Father. <laughs> mm -hmm. So look at your neighbor and say, your mouth is going to be a vital blessing to you. <laughs> Some of you are not saying it because you know exactly. You know what you've been rumping up and racking up. I'm telling you, you'll be going, you'll be like the sole of a shoe going, rah, 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 rah. we're going to have to turn this thing around. And, and you know that James tells us you can't, you can't put a bridle on your tongue. So you're going to have to need supernatural help. So what happens is the word comes in your eye, comes in your ear, goes into your spirit. And it's the transformation of your spirit, the growth and the renewal of your mind that settles your tongue. You cannot settle your tongue. It has to be supernatural. And it is the ingredients of God himself that comes in and settles us, grabs it, does not bridle it. It's like wisdom cooks in you. It's like something happens to you. It's like all of a sudden, you don't want to say the things you used to say. You're not trying not to say them. That's why I tell people if they have a real issue, you know, with cussing and they cuss like a trooper, and they go all these, I said, just get in the Word, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, pray much in the Spirit. I tell you, God will clean up your mouth. One day very soon, you'll not, you'll not be effing and blinding. You'll be blessing. It's the truth. Religion wants you to get into cleanup mode. But that never lasts. Why? Because that's a conforming. A conforming to a system and, and someone's expectations is short-lived. But when you are transformed, oh, now you're not proving anything to anybody. Amen. The cleanups from the inside out and something supernatural is going on that has longevity attached to it. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I didn't mean to, to get into just like, but praise the Lord, let's just go with the Spirit. So I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, and helpless. Well, I'm not going to be forlorn. I actually, several times from last night, have sensed the joy, the joy. I've sensed this bubbling coming up within me. Where people want to be in despair, I, I have this other thing going on. Because <laughs> I know, and you say, well, Pastor Paul, that's just where you and me differ. You know. Bless God, we need to be taken to the streets. Maybe. Maybe, but it will have to be at the leading of the Lord. And you'll have to be prayed up, and you'll have to be fired up, and you'll have to have your spiritual sword at the ready. So that you can take devils out first before you touch people. Because you can't touch people without taking out devils. Our fight is not with flesh and blood. No matter how much the enemy tries to make this a flesh issue, it's not. It is spiritual warfare. in the pinnacles of It is principalities and powers, princes in the sky that are working their way through princes on the earth. Governments, people elected into office. They do not yield themselves to God. They are a sitting duck for demonic operations. Even the, 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 the saved in D.C. Hallelujah. I said this to you when Mr. Trump 
was put out of office and Mr. Biden was put in, I said, you know, they may be changing the men, switching them out, but they're not switching the devils. Principalities and powers do not switch regions. The principalities and powers that, you know, worked at Trump while he was in the office did not move to Mar-a-Lago. Florida, Palm Beach area, West Palm Beach area, all that area, it has its own stuff going on. The devils that are working in D.C. stayed there. So therefore, prayer must not stop for what's happening in D.C. Because if prayer just follows the personality, then we have failed. And, and, and therein lies lessons. Prayer does not follow personalities. Prayer is led by the Spirit. Went quiet when I said that. Because it's easy to pray for what you favor. But yet, Scripture clearly says we are to bless those who persecute us. So how are we going to do this? It's getting quieter in here. Well, I'm telling you, Pastor Paul, I'm blessing nothing. I am blessing nothing. Oh, God. I am telling you, I've got my baseball bat out, and anybody comes within an inch of my front door, I'm taking that sucker out. Boom! <laughs> As I said, you do whatever you want to do if you're led by the Spirit of the Lord. <laughs> The Lord made me do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so who is the spirit? The spirit of truth. And I will ask the Father, verse 16, and he will give you another comforter. He is the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, and the standby. And he will remain with you forever. This is brilliant. This is just brilliant. I was faced with several things today. And you know what? I have to just step back from certain situations and I go, Spirit of the Lord, you illuminate my place right now. Whatever it is that I need to know because there's, there's no point in me putting Paul in gear God doesn't need my help. He needs my obedience. I'll say that one more time. God does not need my help. He needs my obedience. In other words, my yieldedness to his will and his purpose in all the affairs of my life. Even when you think, I can fix that. But does it need to be fixed my way? What is the wisdom in this, Father? What, 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 is it, what is it that is supposed to be done? How is this supposed to be sorted? Let your hands receive this. I, I know this is for more than just me. Something, you hear something about your finances. You hear something about your physical body. The doctor possibly says it's going to have to be done this way. But well, don't say yes to the doctor until you've consulted the Spirit of the Lord. The doctor may be right, but do not say yes to the knife until the Spirit has been invited to illuminate your darkness and so that you can say with all clarity and confidence that the, what the doctor said is actually correct. Why? Because you're just not another person. They're wheeling in there. They're wheeling in a child of God. Oh, God. There may be a different way for you. Same with finances. Same with relationships. Same with everything. There, there may be another answer. Wait a minute. We may be able to do this. I, I never thought about that before. 
Like what's happening to the doctor? What's happening to the surgeon? What's happening to the banker? What's happening to whatever? Something, something never been done before is being hot special just for you. How many people believe God does stuff like this? I, I believe it. Why? Because he thinks outside the box. You're just, not the, you're just not the next one being wheeled in, walked in. God has a plan. Oh. Lift your hand and say, I want his plan. I'm telling you, I'm walking out his plan. I'm walking out his purpose. I'm walking out his will for my life. He knows exactly what's going on in my life. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need to do. He knows exactly. Exactly. I hope you're glad you came tonight. Because I tell you, some, of, some, some people in some other churches, not this church, in some other churches, I tell you, they're just snoozing through life. And we're taking everything that everybody wants to throw our direction and we're just taking the, did you hear? 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 Did you see? What do you think? Have you consulted God? Have you consulted what the Lord thinks? I mean, did the Lord tell you to tell me? Because I didn't need to know that. And now you've given me something else to think about. And I have 43,000 pigeonholes with everything going on in every hole. Get to the stage you ask the Lord, am I supposed to tell this person this? Remember, if you're not busy, other people might be busier than you. <laughs> Went quiet on this side. I wonder how the other side. Remember, if you've got the whole day off and you're in the Lord and you're getting startling revelation and you're wanting to buzz everybody's phone regarding your revelation, just don't get offended if they don't reply. They might just be busy. Hello. <laughs> All right, let's back up. John 14, 1. You all doing okay? This is hard work. Do not. In my, in my uh, Bible here, Amplified, do not is in bold capitals. What's yours like? Mom's in capitals. Harvey's is in capitals. What's yours? Yours is in capitals. Anybody else is in capitals? Anybody not reading your Bible? Anybody else is in capitals? This is an opportunity for you to read your Bible. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Capitals. So everybody say, do not. So what's our takeaway? What's our takeaway? Is there any wiggle room? Okay. So I'm quiet again. Do we have any wiggle room? Okay. Do not. Let your hearts be troubled. Right? Didn't say your minds. It's telling us now our hearts. You may have a few thoughts go through your mind, but don't let it get in your heart. Because that's where the trouble wants to truly begin. When you become filled with trouble. Filled with trouble. So those thoughts that are coming through your mind, let them keep on going by. Brother Hagen said, I like the birds may fly over your hair, but do not let them... They have a trouble nesting in mind, but I'll tell you, there's a mind that wants to take hold of some of these things. But you meditate on them, you meditate on them, it becomes more than a mindset, it becomes more than a stronghold, it becomes more than that. It becomes fixed in you. So I was telling you here, do not let that happen. Do not let this get in you. So whatever's happening in the world right now, do not let this get in you. Keep it out. 
shut it down. You look at the headlines, but I'll tell you, do whatever you want to do. But for Paul Brady, the headlines are enough for me. Well, you have to keep abreast, Brother Brady. I mean, my goodness, you need to know what's going on in the world. I, I, I Believe me, I, I, I think I have the gist. I have enough to stay in faith. And that I don't get into fear. He says, well, I, I'm on the news all the time, and I'm not afraid at all. Well, I'd like to come and walk with you for three days. And I'd like to see how you're living. Because I could point out fear that people don't even think they have. It's spirit. It's spirit. Say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Look at the Amplified again. Where's Nicholas? Are you reading your Bible? Hallelujah. Nicholas asked me one time, he says, Pastor Paul, what Bible do you think that I should get? What, what Bible are you going to read from in the church? <laughs> and I said, the Amplified. And about for four weeks after that, I read out of every other translation <laughs> except the Amplified. And somebody came to me and said, you told Nicholas the Amplified. You better get back on the Amplified. And I said, I said okay, praise the Lord. I will try my best to get back on the Amplified. So it says, do not let your hearts be troubled, brackets, distressed, or agitated. Now, how many people be honest and just say that, that everything that's going on could leave you pretty agitated? <laughs> All right, so this is speaking to you. So, well, I tell you, this is just so, like, radical. Oh, my, my God, how can you live in the earth and not get agitated? <laughs> well, obviously you can I wouldn't say it. How many people ever get agitated with a family member? <laughs> yes, Pastor, just before church. I'm here and they're not. So it says, do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also in me. So I declare over you tonight that the Spirit of the Lord is helping you. And he's helping you stay above. Now go with me to Colossians 3. I know that you know these scriptures, but there's, there's no point in me preaching on other things. When, when there are things that are trying to get in on us. And rob us. Remember several weeks ago, I ministered to you again out of Mark chapter 4 about the sower sows, sows the word. How many people can remember that? Cute message, but it was a setup. It's a setup for the times so that you guard your heart, so that you guard the soil, so that you guard the seed, so that you don't take this as just a service, but you take this. It's one of the best life chats you've had in a very long time on how to stay out of trouble and how for trouble to stay out of you. Satan's plan is to get you very troubled, in a state of trouble, so that you are distressed and agitated. You become like Martha. When Jesus came over for food, you would think that Martha could have kept at least a face on things and the lid on things in her tongue and her head. I mean, she has the, the most important guest that has ever came to her house, and you would think that she could just put on the niceties and the P's and Q's at least just for a moment because Jesus was coming. But I'm telling you, she was full to the brim with all sorts of worries, cares, agitations, and I'm telling you, when she saw Jesus, she just let him have it. She went down in history of being the worst dinner host. Think on it. I come over to your house, right? I'm pastor. And I come over to your house, and you know what? It's an honor for pastor to come and eat dinner in our house and bless our house. And we're ready for it. And can you imagine, brother, your wife just getting noisier with the pans? 
And the husband's just sitting there listening to pastor. Amen, pastor. Oh, we love you, pastor. Oh, you're the greatest pastor. Oh, Sunday morning's message was amazing, pastor. And the wife is in the kitchen going bang, 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 bang. And now it's his head and pastor's head that is getting pan walloped. And by the time she comes in to serve hors d'oeuvres, She just tells her husband and pastor what she really thinks. <laughs> That's what happened with Martha. But she was full of care. It just wasn't the moment. It was everything. And she had come to boiling point. Well, look at your neighbor and say, I guess you should step back from the edge right now in the name of Jesus. Step back from the edge. Sir, step away from the edge. I feel my police days coming back. Sir, step away from the edge. Put the knife down. How many people knows at least one person that's very close to the edge right now? Don't look left or right. I hope you're getting something out of this. Go to Colossians chapter 3, please. I'm nearly finished. So's the devil. So's the devil camping out in your head, telling you all these wonderful things when you have a Bible in your house, probably 14 Bibles. And you can flick through your TikToks on YouTube and all your stories and all your whatever you call those other things and reels and, and shorts and all of those different things. And I'm telling you, whew, the devil's just going wild and crazy inside your head. Anybody else want to say that? I love this church. Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> oh, God, that, that, that makes me so happy. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He what? He leads me. He restoreth. Oh, this is compound right there. How many people knows he's doing it right now? He's restoring you from today. Repairing you from the heat of the moment. Psalm verse one, Psalm chapter one. Jeremiah seventeen. That when heat comes, your leaf will remain green. Come on. So Colossians 3, let's take a look at this. You remember he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You remember that song? I mean, people remember that song. It's kind of like, you know, he that dwelleth in the secret. Kind of makes you want to go like, cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Some of you should get that song out again and play it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing scripture. Sing it. Get worship on, even if it's as old as the hills, that is word. Sing it. You go around your house. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the oak. Oh, it's so dated, Pastor Paul. It's such an old song. But I'm telling you, you get around there, a few laps around your house with he that dwelleth in the cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> I mean, you flick your hips out there a few times, I'm telling you, something will start to happen. 
I said, something, something, something will start to happen. <laughs> so well, my husband wouldn't like me doing that. He might just like you doing that. <laughs> he just very well might like you do that. See you singing and prophesying around the kitchen and dancing and swirling in Berlin. I mean, I'm telling you, that's better than having to put your wife on the roof. <laughs> so why, why would you ever put your wife on the roof? Do you ever read your Bible? <laughs> if your wife's going at it, the Bible says put her on the roof. <laughs> you drive by my house, you see Pastor Karen up there waving at you. <laughs> She's got a chair up there already made for her. <laughs> I said, you've been up there so many times, I might as well go and get you a cozy chair, a nice comfy chair. <laughs> no, I know some of you are like, leave her alone. Let me tell you. Well, I tell you then, let them dance around the kitchen. Put on the music, put on the prayers music. Dr. Gomez was looking like this at Anna. You know, that was eye language for, you want to dance? <laughs> Feel a Whitney Houston song coming on. Want to dance with somebody? <laughs> Obviously, we needed a laugh. Obviously, we needed a laugh. Let's go to, we need to let some air out. Hallelujah. Here he comes again. My goodness, it's like, what's he going to say on Sunday? It's like so intense. I'll tell you what's intense. Listening to the news last night and not knowing what you know. That's intense. Or even being on the democratic side of things. And actually believing that that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy right there. Moving right along. Did he just say that? Yes. I did. Hallelujah. So look at this in Colossians. Colossians, Colossians 3. If you, then, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Verse 2, very, very important. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. A dead person has nothing to say. Mortify. Look at this five. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Then it goes on to all of these different things. How do we do that? By setting our mind on things which are above. It doesn't go into the start of that chapter by saying, mortify. It sets you up for success. It tells you how to do it. By setting your mind on things which are above. The Amplified, or the message says this. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. <laughs> See things from his perspective. Begin to pray with me in the spirit right now. All over this room, begin to release your faith and begin to pray in the spirit. As you pray, I'm going to speak. We're going to see many things over this next period of time. 
They're going to try and get our attention big style. But your eyes are going to be so fixed on Jesus, so fixed on the word, that no matter what comes, you're not going to be rattled. You're not going to be agitated. You're not going to be distressed. You're going to walk in the peace that passes all understanding. It is the peace that he gives us. He said that. He gives us his peace. The peace that passes all understanding. It is shalom. Root word shalem. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Whatever we give our eye to is what is going to become the visualization and then the realization. Our mind will grab it, lay hold of it, and will paint this picture for us over and over and over again. We have to give our eyes to the word and the word will paint the right picture. It will take what needs to be shown and be revealed to you by the spirit of truth that enters He works his way through everything that is just junk and in a kofraskanina, all of that nonsense, all of that stuff that you've taken in, he works his way through it. And we give ourselves over to prayer and yield it to the Holy Spirit of God. And we say, Holy Spirit, Spirit. I don't know how to pray about this right now, but I know that you can come to my aid and help me pray and bear me up in this weakness in the name of Jesus. And we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God begins to move with us and work with us and strengthen us. And all now look at me the habit must be this that when you feel like you're under pressure we must get into a habit of not just continuing what we're doing, but we must retire, step aside. To get God's perspective, God's view. It doesn't matter what you've been told. It doesn't matter what you've heard. It doesn't matter whether it's governmental. It doesn't matter whether it's national. It doesn't matter whether it's personal. The spirit of truth lives in you. And he has something to say about everything. It's the truth. And sometimes when you're told something, you're given a report about something, you're something physical or financial or whatever's going on, you have to get to the stage where you... Sorry, guys, I'm not coming out to... I'm not coming out to play bowling tonight. I, I just I just need time alone with the Lord I just need to pray I'll be back again on top next week but this week I'm not bowling you have to take time to get God's perspective I said pastor I've tried that and I never got it well why didn't you stay a while you'll get it if you haven't got it after a day, then you need another day. If you haven't got it after two days, then he's inviting you to stay another day with him. But I don't have that type of time. Sure you do. It would amaze you where you can get time from. I've caught myself out with that many times over the years. I said, I just don't have any time. And the Lord will just show me this, show me this, show me that. And says, you have more time than what you know. Idleness is a terrible thing. And we can be busy and idle. It's the truth. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Look on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Go with me to Matthew 24. This is where we're going to finish. We'll receive tonight's tithes and offerings. But I want you to see this. The first eight verses for the church. 
thank you for being so patient. Thank you for listening. It matters. What you must remember is that we're not a conference. We're a local church. Everybody expects, even pastors today, to speak like conference speakers. But we're not here to speak like conference speakers. We're here to work with people's lives. It's called supernatural pastoring. You can listen to all the speakers you want to in your own time, but you need a pastor and you need a good local church. Because I'm telling you, that is going to be the bread and butter of your life and your family and your children as they grow up. You cannot do this without a good local church. It's not about just finding yourself a good church that has good music. Thousands of people do that. And look at their lives. But look at yours. Even with everything trying to fall apart, everything trying to upend, I said, my God, God's speaking to me. You need a pastor that can speak of the Spirit of the Lord into your life until you can hear the Spirit of the Lord for yourself. And I don't say that pridefully or in any way. I say it actually most humble. You need to be around people that are endeavoring to hear God. To hear God. These are serious times. So Matthew 24, it says this. I'll read from the Amplified, Nicholas. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said to them, Now look at this. Take heed that no man deceive you. I'd like you to underline it and highlight it. It didn't say a devil. It didn't say a demon. It says a man. I think that's worth of taking a note. Say this with me. I refuse to be deceived. See what's God doing in these messages? What God, what's God doing in these sermons? He is illuminating all of our lives. He's causing us to look at it so that we are not caught out by the things that are going on. Test all things and test the spirits. Test them. Test it to see if it actually is God. Take these scriptures that I've preached tonight. Prove me that it's not the Spirit of the Lord. I would rather say to you that would be the greatest waste of your time. Because you know that even as we've spoke these scriptures, the Spirit of God is all over it. He's speaking to you what it is you need to hear. We've got a duck on the platform. Praise the Lord. <laughs> a squeaky pedal. <laughs> Look at this. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumor of wars. See? Look, look, look. See? What does it say? That you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Verse 8 is where we will finish talking about the church. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Two people that you could listen to. We brought him in, Joe Morris. We've also had um, Bob Yandian. Abiyandi is one of the greatest teachers in the body of Christ to this day. And his, his message on end times is phenomenal. It would really benefit you to listen to it. 
to really listen to it and hear what the Spirit of God is saying. So we're at the beginning of stuff. It's well on its way. And that's why you've been called for such a time as this. Never doubt it for a minute that the table that is spread before you in the presence of enemies is filled with the best that heaven has to offer. You must never doubt God for a second. I have said to you tonight very, very clearly, I believe, be led by the Spirit. Do not let trouble get in you. Get it out. Anything of a distress, anything of an agitation, sort it. But the only way that it can be dealt with is by the ways that I am telling you. You must give yourself to time with God. Time with God can be the study of His Word, talking to Him. I don't understand this, Father. That's why the Spirit of God is with you, so that He can reveal to you what Scripture actually says. It's gone 8.24 on a Tuesday evening. My name is Paul Brady, and I approve of this message. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord praise tonight. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's really just thank him tonight in the name of Jesus. We love him so. I love him with all of my heart. You know, Carl myself, we say many times, I don't, I don't know everything that everybody's going through, but I know the Spirit of God knows. We're not always there when you get a bad report. We're not always there when you, you get a kick in the gut from life. But the Spirit of God is. But it doesn't mean to say that you're out of sight, out of mind. The Scripture tells us that Jesus was touched by all of it. He knows everything. There's not a day that goes by that He's not with you. There's, there's not a day that goes by that He's not willing to help you. And God knows we need His help. Spirit of God. Thank you. You tell us what we need to know. You tell us. Precious Spirit. Just honor him with me two minutes. Did you sense that anointing?
from you will change our lives forever. You don't want to miss Sunday. I'm telling you not. It's not a commercial for it. It's life. And I want you to come in here, I'm telling you. Like a T Tasmanian angel. Just with a roar in your belly, ready. And let's just believe and see what God's going to do this weekend. It could be the service that changed your life forever. I believe it. I'll do diligence, prepare. The team will do diligence and prepare. And you do diligence and prepare. And this come. See the combustion of heaven just blow up in this place, the fire of glory. Hallelujah. That lives will never be the same.